Hey there, I'm Jesse, and you're listening to the Deep Lore Boys podcast, where me, Matthew, and Jackson delve into the random, rare, and often ridiculous pieces of human history. I love how he's completely broke because he was gambling, and he just shows up at the last minute. A pair of ghostly white pants, that is, running through your lawn in the middle of the night. He claims that he is weird, but he does get results. The 1904 Summer Olympics men's marathon was an absolute disaster, and it's hilarious. The race was run during the hottest part of the day on August 30th in St. Louis, uh, and apparently it was run on just dusty, dry country roads with minimal water supply. There were 32 athletes present representing four nations, and only 14 managed to finish the race. And uh, the conditions in which they finished the race were kind of bizarre. Fred Lors was greeted as the apparent winner, but he was later disqualified because he had hitched a ride in a car for part of the race. <laughs> that does not count, Fred. <laughs> no. Fred, no, you have to win. It was hot, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, man's got to do what a man's got to do, right? Yeah, you know. And then the actual winner, Thomas Hicks, was near collapse and hallucinating. <laughs> so he was he was just completely out of it and that was a side effect apparently of being administered brandy raw eggs and strychnine by his trainers what is this stry strychnine strychnine is poisonous yeah i think so yeah it's, they uh... gave him rat poison <laughs> And they mixed it with brandy and an egg white. I guess it's supposed to be some kind of like performance enhancing drug. What? But no, um, that does not help. It's yeah, no, it's known I... for killing small vertebrates such as birds and rodents. It's rat poison. Ah, this is yeah. It, oh, there's a wacky chemical. But the fourth place winner, I, I guess the second and third place were normal, but the fourth place finisher, he took a nap during the race after eating spoiled apples. <laughs> oh. So, oh, but no. he still made it in fourth place. Like what a taking guy. an actual snooze, he still managed to make it. So apparently, the South African participants in this race they finished ninth and twelfth. However, he was chased by wild dogs. Both of them were chased by wild dogs. Yeah, they were chased a mile off course by dogs. <laughs> <laughs> a mile off course no, so he didn't actually i thought you were saying like well yeah he had a bit of an advantage because he was running for his life you know the no, adrenaline dog chased them a mile off course <laughs> one of the racers from the u.s they just found lying in the middle of the road uh with severe oh, no. injuries because he kept breathing up the dust caused by the cars race the officials. officials cars yeah oh my gosh poor guy man wait there was a Cuban postman who showed up at the last minute after losing all of his money gambling in New Orleans. So he what? hitchhiked over there and just decided to run in the marathon. What? <laughs> and so he just cut away his pants to make them look like shorts. He hadn't eaten in 40 hours. <laughs> and he saw somebody eating peaches and he asked if he could have some and they told him he 
couldn't and so he stole <laughs> them and ran off <laughs> wait oh wait no that's this is the fourth place winner wait this what is this guy he wasn't supposed to be there he's the fourth place winner. he just what? showed up did that he and then found nap. some apples ate them and they were rotten so he took a nap and <laughs> <laughs> wait what yeah okay his name was anadarin carval Carvajal? Yeah, maybe. Uh, sure. <laughs> he looks like such a lad. <laughs> that mustache. Oh, oh my dude. gosh. This guy. What? What a <laughs> talk about like spurt of the moment. What a guy. I wish he just this was still how they did it today. They were just like, yeah, you can just show up. You can, yeah, you can you can just show yeah. up. No one's gonna stop you. Like, what am I gonna tell you? You can't. Like, wait. So the whole reason that everybody was so dehydrated was because. This man named James E. Sullivan was the chief organizer of the thing, and he decided to conduct research on what he called purposeful dehydration, which is just literally, let's see if we dehydrate people, how many of them drop out of the race. He's like, let's see what happens. That was an actual mustache twirling villain. Who, how did this guy think of this? Well, I can understand. I mean, this was 1904. The phrase hydrate or dihydrate hadn't really, you know, been popular at that point in time. This race statistically is the um, worst starter to ratio race in Olympics history. To this oh, day. yeah. 14 of 32 finished. 14 out of 32 finished. That's not like, you know, the the first 14 got there and then the other half, you know, eventually did. That's like everybody else dropped out and quit because it was not going to work. It must have been terrible. And the fact that they apparently had wild dogs chasing them for part of the trip <laughs> just drives home that like this is not super well planned. Okay, so we need to have like a, a full recap here of the fates of each person what was his name lors fred lors was the guy who came in first but he cheated he's he's the guy that jumped on the car yes. apparently yeah. oh, this is interesting so he was suffering cramps and he dropped out of the race nine miles in and then hitched a ride back to the stadium in a car and he was literally waving at spectators and runners during the ride so imagine you are choking on dust dehydrated out of your mind probably poisoned somehow and lores is just there doing like the queen wave and his royal so, escort did he try to take credit for it or did he just say like you know what i'm done and then people thought that he had won i don't know i don't know it said the car oh the car broke down at the 19th <laughs> mile <laughs> okay that's a detail we didn't get and so then he re-entered the race and jogged across the finish line but he immediately admitted his deception okay oh so he wasn't trying to cheat then he sounds like he was a base fella no, but they still banned him for life, apparently. The AAU. Oh, okay, and then they reduced his sentence a year later. Yeah, nobody's going to finish this, so instead of just laying down in the dirt, he just took a car. He was 19 when he did this race. Oh, jeez. A lot of Dude. respect to the guy. Honestly, yeah, yeah. For real. Oh, he was also dosed with strychnine. He was also poisoned? Yes. Yeah. I don't have anything against this guy. This guy's fine. Yeah, he's, he's never mind. He's not a villain. He, he knew what he was doing, and he let everybody else know. But so then Thomas Hicks shows up next. Thomas Hicks. And 10 miles from the finish, he was leading the race by like a mile and a half, but he had to be restrained from stopping and lying down by his trainers. So literally, he was like about to pass out. He was like, guys, I need to rest. And his trainers came in and slapped him. We're like, no, you will finish the race. <laughs> They're like, yeah, dude, you got this. Give him poison. 
when he reached the stadium, his support team carried him over the line. He lost eight pounds over the course oh. of the marathon. Oh, Holy wow. frick. Goodness. Where did it all go? He had to have thrown have, up or something. Probably they threw up or sweated it all out. That's horrible. And then, yeah, another near fatality uh, was William Garcia of the U.S. He was found lying in the road with several internal injuries. And then we have my man, Cuban Postman, and Darren <laughs> yes. Carvajal, who arrives what at the last guy. minute. Having the, having he just, <laughs> I love how he's completely broke because he was gambling, and he just shows up at the last minute. He just cuts his clothes to look like he has shorts. He just, like, cuts his pants. And, and just, then goes. He hasn't eaten anything in 40 hours. <laughs> It just runs. It just... <laughs> those, those are probably <laughs> the worst starting conditions you could have. Broke, Dude. hasn't eaten in 40 hours, doesn't even have the proper running clothes. Well, it but says he that he tried do. to get food and they refused to it. give it to him. So he was yeah. probably slightly annoyed about that. Yeah, people refused to give him food and he was like, fine, I'll do it myself. And just and he stole the two peaches and ran. <laughs> Well, okay, he stole the peaches from a spectator who was driving in a car. So he ran probably what? past the car. <laughs> he ran up to the car and, and stole the car. peaches. <laughs> this guy is awesome. Dude, in the 1906 Olympics, uh, he was selected to represent Cuba, right? To go to Greece. And then what? after he landed in Italy, he disappeared and never showed up. And so he was presumed dead, and they published what? an obituary for him, and then he showed back up in Cuba. Which is there. Wait, like, what happened? Nobody knows. He, Did just, we ever he was out? dead, and then he was just back. <laughs> I have no idea. Dude, is that a JoJo's reference? What? What? A JoJo's reference? Wait, so did we ever get the story from him? <gasps> no. Wait, what? Okay. There's nothing. It's just he was presumed yeah. dead, but later returned to, to Havana <laughs> on a Spanish steamer. So he just... where, where did he go? He landed in Italy, but never made it to Athens, and then just showed back up in Cuba eventually. Wait, <laughs> there's no comment on what? the Wikipedia about what happened. So what? does nobody really know? He was just like, no, I'm not doing this again. I ate rotten apples the last time. I don't, I don't want to. He just wasn't anymore. up to it. So he He's... he raced in New York City <laughs> in 1909. He went to another race oh, right okay. after he went to Italy, but he did not do super well in this race and wasn't oh. last the entire time. What? Oh, Unfortunately. No. What? Impossible. Yeah. It was rigged. They poisoned him. They this got him was yeah, five years him. later, though. So Yeah, they had to poison oh, him. So he, that he was in 1909, and he died in 1949. Yeah, he was 73. So. He lived a yeah, good, long he lived a full life. life. It's inspiring, really. This guy is incredible. No, he definitely does not seem like I, I'm guessing he was a happy, optimistic guy because you cannot be a sad, depressed pessimist and join the 1904 Olympics at the last minute. Just like, you show had to up be and do that. Like a very sporadic, yeah, goofy individual. I mean, I'm sure he must have trained later on. But I think prior to the 1904 Summer Olympics, his only experience was just being a mailman and running everywhere. Yeah, he would just run everywhere. Like, he was like just he that didn't... good. I love how he's still like the occupation listed there is just on the wiki. It's just mailman. Like that is what he is. He is just <laughs> oh, a mailman. Yeah. What a guy! This might be one of my favorite people we've ever talked about on the podcast. Honestly, yeah. What a hero. 
Y'all ever want to be a wizard? I do. There are some days where I, I wake up in the morning, I think, if only I was a wizard. If I was a wizard, I'd have to have that, like, cloak with those, like, stars on it and that, like, pointy Of course, like, of I, course, yeah. <laughs> I would want to do, like, a more gandalf hat than just, like, that straight cone, but... No, you um, don't want the cone. The cone fell out of style in, like, AD 600. Yeah, you, you want to make sure you really you're use up, that to, anymore. up to standards, right? Let me tell you, uh, my man here, <laughs> yeah, bad intro please. to a topic. <laughs> my man, my man, Devin Person here. Uh, I, Jackson, you're the one that wants to talk about this. Why am I intro? Yeah, I, I don't know I don't anything, know about, anything about, about this guy. All I know is that apparently there's a wizard in the New York City subway. So please. That's yes. Basically what I know, this man named Devin Person is a wizard who will tell your fortune on the New York City subway. Um, he claims that he is weird, but he does get results. He's quoted here as saying, Wizards are people helpers. They are who the hero encounters on their journey, and they're able to give the hero a bit of advice, maybe a magical artifact, some sort of assistance that helps the hero get over their obstacle and on their journey. So so he he's not setting out to be the protagonist here. He is just, he's just Gandalf helping, helping out the Frodo, yeah. He hosts a wizarding hour with people where they just simply um be wizards for an hour and the session isn't really like it's not like a therapy psychiatry session or anything it's no. just literally him chilling and just basically the goal is to uh open your eyes and uh see the world in a better way he's honest too he stresses that he's not a therapist and he generally just offers one session to participants one like come just spend some time with a wizard says this is the moment in your life where you encounter a wizard and this has the potential to change a lot and we're gonna talk about it yeah we'll see what the wizard has to say like it's just cool the sign he hoists on the subway reads talk to the wizard because no one meets a wizard by accident yes dude that is a good quote we should point out he hosts a podcast. He what? has his own podcast. We can't vouch for it, but it does exist. So if you're curious, it's out there. Apparently, he changed his last name. It wasn't always person. New York City has a guide to help people who are choking. And it says somewhere in the guide, person is awake or like check if the person is awake. Because like he wakes people up, I guess he's like the person who's awake. And that inspired him. That's actually kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. So he was right, inspired right. by those choking, those choking guides you see in restaurants all across New York. And to specify, the name of his podcast is also titled Person is Awake. This guy, man, this guy's awesome. It is such a vibe. He doesn't seem like, he's not a creepy subway wizard. No, he's, he's not, not. creeping he's up not to like, you being like, Sir, for only a few shillings, I will tell your fortune. Like drool dribbling down his beard. He could be like a subway hag or like something like that, but no. But no, no. he's he's subway a subway wizard. The subway so apparently wizard. he also goes by the name the Urban Jedi, from what I've been reading. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what he is. Yeah. So the reason that he has white hair, even though he's 33, is because he had a knee problem and doctors prescribed a medication for him, but then all of his hair turned white. So originally his hair was dark brown. So he is not dyeing his hair. I just do want to make that clear. I just love this image of him sitting on the subway. Because <laughs> it's just, Dude, it's there's everybody getting going about their day on their phones. And then there's just this wizard that looks like, well, why is everybody, why is everybody so unfriendly these days? Hmm. Glued to their phones, to their devices. He's just chilling. This guy knows a lot that we don't. You can just see it. Maybe we could get him on the podcast. We could like, combined podcasts that'd be great dude that'd be incredible awesome 
a spell to give Deep Lore Boys more clout. Yeah, he wouldn't <laughs> give us <laughs> more. Wait, what? <laughs> he wanted more clout. You think if please, he, please, I feel Mr. Like if person. If you asked him for clout, he would like tell you to find more meaning in the things you already have. So wise. But he'd say it in a way where you're not just like, oh well, thanks. Like he'd make it so you're like, man, you know? And you'd like actually stop and think about it and you'd be good. And you know what? Once that happens, suddenly then the clout will come. But it won't matter. It's beautiful. Take notes, fellas. Take notes. This is the type of person we should all be striving to be. <laughs> a wizard? Yes, but a goblin. If I met a wizard on the subway and he turned me into a <laughs> goblin, that would be the best day of my life. <laughs> I would love I know that. it would. Everybody has those thoughts every now and again. If you're like, oh, everybody hates me, or oh, this, that, and the other, right? You know, we've all we've all been there, right? Right. Uh, that's not true, by the way, to everybody out there. We love you. But I love you. If I was a goblin, everybody would hate me. Everybody hates goblins, right? right? Usually, except for a few people would be like, oh, I should be nice to a little goblin. Okay, but I'd be like a nasty goblin. I'd be stealing stuff. I'd be doing all sorts of bad goblin things. And so you don't even got to worry about that. Like, you wouldn't even have to care. It'd basically just be an excuse to be a psychopath. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to be like, I wouldn't be like a raving murderous goblin. I would just be a goblin that just be like, ah, I stole your toothpicks. <laughs> Dude, like, I'd got be your doing socks. That. Yeah, like, I'd be doing stuff like that. I'd just be trolling. Like, I think the best thing you could do as a goblin great. is take two trash can lids in, like, the middle of the night and just, just bang them together. <laughs> Start yes. banging them together. Yes, dude. I would totally, like, crawl into somebody's room at 3 a.m. and just, like, blast an air horn, wake him up, and be like, <laughs> and then run away. And then like, scamper out the window, yeah. Yes, that is the type of stuff that I would want to do. Well, the thing is, that's illegal to do as a human for a lot of reasons. But goblins, what are they going to do? Like, <laughs> dude, what are they yeah, going like, to tell you you can't like that oh, that'd be awesome i wonder how what would happen if you went to prison as a goblin like if they did catch <laughs> you and they did they did force you into prison like would you Dude. be the alpha or would you be the yeah runt? what would the inmates <laughs> what would yeah, they, what they think <laughs> well here's like, the they thing just though. kick them around just, just tell them that like you're under a spell and then if they try to kill you like you'll haunt them yes you're like... right say that you'll turn into a goblin ghost and you don't want a goblin ghost on your trail <laughs> Well, you could probably go into prison and pretend to be a wizard as a goblin. You could do that anywhere. You could, if you are a goblin and you say I'm a goblin wizard, the people oh, yeah. that you're talking to are already going to be like, "Well, he's a goblin, and I didn't think those were real." So I could just start looking at him, just going, "I understand," and just like, and like and everything start... starts floating around me, and then <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just run away. <laughs> The Fresno Nightcrawlers are some of the lesser known but best cryptids that I have ever come across. Think a pair of pants, a pair of ghostly white pants, that is, running through your lawn in the middle of the night. It's terrifying. That's the Fresno Nightcrawlers. In 2007, a man who has identified himself only as Jose set up some uh, security cameras in his lawn because, you know, he, he wanted to see what was going out there. His dogs were constantly barking at stuff, and he's like, huh, I wonder what's going on. And his security cameras captured this goofy, silly eye guy jaunting, taking a nice evening stroll across his lawn at like, what is this? I think that's 1246 a.m.? Yeah, so almost one in the morning. This goofy, almost one in the morning. 
has just been taking a stroll. So I guess this term Nightcrawler works. Like, it yeah, is really yeah. a nocturnal being. It is a like nocturnal being, and it's just this goofy, silly pair of, like, it looks like a pair of pants. It literally white a pair pants. of pants. It's just, it's just walk across the lawn. Can we watch the video footage? Oh, yeah. Do you do you want to see it? Can we play this on the podcast? Oh, could this be like a live? We can, but there's no sound, so it'll be easy enough to just literally throw it on screen. Y'all ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Fresno Let's watch this crowd. footage. Right. Three, two, one, go. Go. Oh. Everything oh. looks normal at it's, first. We're looking good, all right? 12, we're looking 40, good. Just a, just a nice lawn. Let's, dude, what a, no, what a Hang on, what's that? Is, that a, is that a guy? Freddy Fazbear. Freddy Fazbear in real? By Jove. By Jove. That's not Freddy Fazbear. I dare say. That's a, that's I dare a phantom. Say. <laughs> it's a Some kind of pass. evil spirit. Oh, now. Okay, I can't I'm, I'm going to watch I this almost, again. Yeah, I almost that just started weird. crying. And it looks like it's like it like waves as he walks. Like it doesn't right. look like it's like a solid being. Yeah, like he's just going. No, it's almost. It does look like a pair of like bell-bottom pants almost just walking. So typically there are videos that kind of critique this type of thing or people that like kind of critique these videos and they're like, oh, like that's not how like the gravity would work in that situation. Or like you can see like a bit of a string here. That would be like how they were moving it. Has anybody done that or was it just, oh my it, gosh, it's it, real. It's hard to tell. See, this man, Jose, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but Jose, he got the, the footage of these things, right? And he's terrified out of his mind. He's like, oh my gosh, what the, what the heck is that? So he takes a camera and films the screen that's, yeah. that's showing the Nightcrawlers. And then he loses the original tape. And then when he gets interviewed, they have to film his camera's screen again <laughs> to get the footage. So it's just been diluted so many times that like by now so the footage is super tell. grainy and it's just so hard to make out what's happening. I love how... A lot of cryptids are like, oh, it can attack you. It's scary. This both doesn't make any sense. It's just a pair of pants. Like, it's clearly magical or something. And on top of that, it's completely harmless as far as we know. They just walk. All they do is just walk around. Like, I see no reason why this can't be real. Because who is going to prove to me that every now and again, a pair of white pants, something just doesn't go off there and they just don't get up, walk like <laughs> a mile and then just lay back down. Honestly, like, I mean... Who's going to tell me that doesn't happen? I, I guess Every I can't prove it. It can happen. Like, it. how do we know it doesn't? Why doesn't it happen more though with blue pants? Maybe they have to be white. Maybe that's part of the ritual. Oh. Imagine building an animatronic Nightcrawler and just letting oh, it my. somewhere. You know what? That's honestly, I really like the idea that in Fresno, there's a guy that just every few years makes an animatronic Fresno Nightcrawler and just sets it loose. And eventually it, he just like goes and finds it in a park somewhere. Like it wandered all that way. He just tracks it, goes and grabs it and like does it yes. the next day. I feel like the problem with that is that somebody would find it and like beat it up. They like light it on fire like Hitchbot. It'd be like the Hitchbot <laughs> and death. Then it would be yeah. a hoax. There's something about the really, really grainy security camera footage of the original Nightcrawler that just makes it so much spookier. It really yeah, is something like a little spooky about it. Like it's a little unnerving, even though it's supposedly like there's nothing inherently threatening about it. What I love about it is how mysterious it really, like how mysterious it really is. Like you can't tell if it's a ghost or if it's an alien or if it's just a weird looking animal or if it's like just fake. 
there's you have no way of knowing what it is and why it's there. He's just chilling. Like he's they never do anything wrong either. That's what I love about him. They just walk. They're just walking around. I tend to think see the Fresno Nightcrawler as like gripping and interesting as the original story is. It is very, very easy to fake, and several people have like it gone is. out of their way to make fake sightings and be like, "Guys, look, this is fake. I made this. Isn't it convincing though?" Yeah. Because you know it, you're shrouded in darkness, and it's just a white pair of pants moving. And there are a lot of ways that you can fake that, either by cropping out the upper half of your body, or using wires and string and stuff. It's not too hard. So yeah, it's not while it is a really interesting, like goofy cryptid. I, I think it's time has, has gone. The original story, though, is believable. Like, someone put up That's a, a thing. camera. He turned it into the police. He didn't know what it was. The police were really the one that released it. Like, Yeah, that's more believable than just, I found one in my backyard. So does anybody know anything else about this Jose guy? No, he has pretty much remained unidentified. Like, we don't know his last name. We know he lives in Fresno, um, but... His privacy yeah, it sounds is... like he likes to stay kind of out of it. So yeah, it doesn't seem like this guy was just a person though that wanted a lot of attention. Definitely not. No, initially he was just like, "Dang, what?" And I guess the police couldn't figure it out. Again, he lost the original tapes. So all he had was like the footage of the footage, and then they needed footage of the footage of the footage for some reason. So it sounds like yeah, it sounds like it kind of scared him too, and he just kind of went along with it. If that story is to be trusted. I mean, he could have hoaxed it all himself. It's just the fact that he didn't pursue making a big deal out of it, a big stink on the internet or anything. But maybe he was just considering that people would think more of his story if he didn't pursue the fame. Perhaps he was trolling all along. All along. Hi again, it's Jesse. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Deep Lore Boys podcast. You can find more episodes of our show on YouTube and Spotify, which we encourage you to share with your friends so we can grow the podcast. And drop a comment down below if you're feeling extra generous. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope your day is nothing short of interesting. Take care. I'm going to go post that one on Twitter.com.